Welcome to Christ-Centered Identity. This morning is an amazing Sunday morning at the house of God. Uh, this morning I want to speak about when He arrives. When Jesus arrives in your most desperate situation, that He walks through walls, that He makes a way that you won't be drowning in the water, you won't be burnt up by the fire, you won't be knocked over by the wind, but Jesus comes into every situation and takes authority over that situation. God bless you. Enjoy the message. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Go ahead and turn them down the music all the way. It's silent. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for your presence this morning. I thank you that you're mighty to save. You're mighty in battle, God. You're, you're mighty in every situation and circumstance. No matter what we face in life, God, you are always with us. Your Bible says you'll never leave us nor forsake us, that you're always with us, God. I thank you that this morning, that as we dive into the word of God, as we dive into the concepts of, of when you arrive in the, on the scene, when you arrive in a situation, when, when our awareness arrives to looking at you and not our situation we see the mighty hand of god moving mountains in front of us in jesus name we pray everybody says amen, amen. go have a seat let's fill in the first couple rows guys if you can i know some of you guys gotta leave early but if you can there's a whole seat right there open if you guys want to fill that in it'd be awesome when he arrives what does that mean when he arrives he's looking at me like what's it mean When someone comes into a room or a place, right? So, so what happens is this. is The Bible says that Jesus said, I, he said this, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So the concept of when he arrives is kind of a, a, an interesting concept because like, like we have to think he has to make a grand entrance to show, show himself. But the reality is, is this, is, 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 is your awareness that he's already there. So when he arrives, it's actually not him arriving. It's, a, it's actually your awareness arriving to where he already is at. That God is right there in every circumstance, in every situation, even though it looks like he's not there. Because faith is the evidence of things and the thing, evidence of things that are unseen and the things hoped for. So we don't see, how many of you guys have ever actually physically seen God? Me neither. But we believe in him. By what? Faith. faith. Thank you. Good answer, Darnell. Right? So we believe in him by faith, right? So we, we believe in a God that we don't actually see. But we see God's fingerprints in different areas of our life, in the earth, with the created thing that we live on, right? We see God in the, the beautiful sky, the scenery, the mountains, the trees, the people that we get to do life with. We see God's fingerprint on each one of each person, right? Because we're all created in whose image? God's image, right? But so because we're creating God's image, we actually have this, this thing about us that's special. Everybody say, I'm special. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> we all know you're special during now. You're real special. So something significant happens when Jesus arrives in the hardest, most confusing times. So sometimes we face things in life, and it's like when Jesus, we all of a sudden, when he arrives, so when I say when he arrives, just, just know that I'm saying when your awareness arrives. Okay? So when he arrives, when your awareness arrives, something significant happens in you. Like, like, like when, when uh, Mary's sister was, was running to Jesus after her brother died, and she's like, Jesus, why didn't you get here sooner? My, my brother's been dead for four days. And he said, Jesus said this, he's not dead, he's asleep. Because <laughs> he already knows what's about to happen. 
He already knows what he's about to do. He already knows that he's going to say, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus is going to come out of the grave. He already knows what he's about to do. So, so, we're, so when we're in a place of desperation and we're looking for God and we're looking for him to show up, he already has the answer. But sometimes we find ourselves looking at all the stuff that we're dealing with, but we don't look to him who has the answer. Sometimes we're so overwhelmed with what we're going through that we don't see the answer. And the answer's been in front of us all along. He'll never, what, leave you nor forsake you. So if, if we're wondering where God went, it's not where God went, it's where did this go towards Him? Where did your mind put on Him? Where did that go? Where did your emotions go? Where did your, where did your focus go? Where did your intentions go? Where did, where did the focus of your life go? What, what happened to all that? Did you, the focus, the intention, the, the, the reality of where you're at in life, the, what the situation you're facing, is that overwhelming you or is His glory and His mercy and His love overtaking who you are as an individual? But you're like, I deal with real problems. Guess what? Me too. <laughs> right? But I do these problems, and I'm not perfect at it, but I'm working at it every day. I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling. I, I, I'm looking to God. For, I'm not, in all my ways, I'm trusting in Him, not in my own, on my own strength, but trusting in Him. Right? And so it's a choice. You choose it. You either choose to trust in Him, or you choose to trust in what you can actually control. And when it doesn't work out, you can find yourself all bummed out. Or you can just choose, God, I trust you. I see the situation. I see how awful it looks. I see that it's not fun. I see that I'm facing something that, that could be hard for me to face. I see that it's not fun. I see that it doesn't feel good. I see all that, Lord. But what I want to see is I want to see your hand in the situation. I want to see you move amazing miracles. Every revival happened out of people that felt rejected. Every revival happened out of people that felt sidelined, that people that felt like under pressure from society. Every revival, so a revival is like a mighty move of God where people's hearts become alive. Not just like I go to church and I, I breathe the air in the building. Like you're alive in Christ. Like you are pumped. Like Tristan this morning, back there on the, guys filled with the Holy Spirit, guys amazing man of God. He said, this morning, God just spoke to me and he just started talking to my heart. He just, he just, I just can't believe it. I mean, like, I, I knew God like out here, but no, like he was in my heart talking to me inside me, in my heart. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, you're having like a revival right now, man, in your heart. That's what he's, that's what's happening. How many of you guys ever felt like you heard God's voice inside your heart? I see a couple hands. It's good. It's good. It's amazing. When, when God starts speaking to you, all of a sudden you're like, whoa. You, you actually become a place of, of in awe of his mercy and his wonder, right? And so, what are some emotional or cultural obstacles that your guys' generation faces? Anybody want to answer? No one? My head is out. Oh, I can start to do the lights are in my face. Go ahead. Depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety. How about anybody? Drug addiction? Drugs? Yep. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm looking at you. What do you, what do you guys say? 
shrug. <laughs> there, there are many things that every generation and every culture has faced. And every generation and every culture has to come to the same uh, reality that it's only God. Every generation that, that before you faced something hard. I'm sure you guys' parents have gone through rough times. I'm sure you guys' parents have gone through hard seasons. I'm sure you guys' parents have gone through things that weren't very comfortable, that weren't very exciting. But, but, but as they go through these things, what happens is they learn that they come to a place where, man, if God doesn't step in here, this is going to turn out really bad. And so I want to encourage you guys, instead of waiting to, for your, your, your emotional state to get to the place of desperation for God to show up, why don't you just get already there and say, God, I'm desperate for you. Why don't you, instead of waiting for, for something to like transpire, like trying everything else besides God, instead of tr trying all your ideas, just, just scratch all your ideas and just get into God's idea. Just scratch all your understanding and get into his understanding because his understanding is way better than yours and mine. Would you not agree? Would you agree with that? No? Yeah? Yes. Thank you. I, I, interaction's fine. I, I might be a little aggressive this morning, but, but I, I, it's out of love. <laughs> Just so you know. It's out of love. I, I'm not trying to hurt nobody or get angry at nobody. So Philippians 3.10 says, And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of His resurrection working in me. And uh, I, will, I will be one with Him in His sufferings and become like Him in His death. So what is that saying? Spiritually speaking, when you get born again, not, not physically, but spiritually speaking, you, you, you have a spiritual death of your old life into your new life in Christ Jesus. So what does that look like? That looks like you don't do things the way you used to do them. You do things the way Jesus wants you to do them now. When you give your life to Jesus, you no longer get to have an opinion. Sorry. <laughs> but I like my opinion. My opinion's always right. No. <laughs> who, who, who is, who is opinion's always right? Huh? No hands? Perfect. So, so you no longer get to have rights. But I'm offended. But I'm upset. You gave up your rights when you gave your life to Jesus. Not my will, but not my way, but see, we're down here struggling, 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 trying to do this this Christian thing. But we're but he's like, why are you struggling? Why are you trying so hard? I already made a way for you. I already paved the, the path for you to go on. You're just sitting there trying to do it on your own. You're like, God, I'm working so hard. I'm cutting all this. Like you have the, 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 the machete and you're chopping all the brush down and you're making your own way. And God's like, dude, the path is so clear over here. Why don't you just walk on that one? But you're like, God, I'm doing godly things. I'm so amazing. I'm such a good Christian. <laughs> and then you're like, God, I need a break. Just give me a second. Whew. Ooh, I'm so worried. I need, I need to rest. I need my Sabbath today. So holy. <laughs> Come on. Get over yourself. I have to do it. You have to do it. We have to do it. Like, like we, we try so hard to do the, the right thing all the time. And we just, instead of trying to do the right thing, why don't you just get into the right thing, which is Him. Yield and submit and love Jesus. And as you yield, as you submit, His ways start to work through your heart and through your life. 
It's a fruit that is, boy, I've said this before. How many of you guys have ever seen an apple tree be like, apple? (laughs) Have you ever seen that? Have you seen an apple branch be like, all my effort, apple? Have you ever seen that? No. What happens? It stays planted in the ground. It receives nutrients from the soil, the water, the, the, the rain, all that starts to receive nutrients. And then what happens to the, new, the tree? It still goes up through the trunk of the tree, out to the branches. And all of a sudden, guess what happens? Something natural. An apple. It doesn't even try. It just sits there and receives. <laughs> it receives all the nutrients it can from God, and it's automatic. It happens. The apple pops out the end of the tree, tree limb. What are we supposed to walk in? The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. If you want to receive something from God, stop trying to be a Christian and start loving Jesus. (laughs) This guy's crazy. Yes, I am. It's fine. I'm so crazy, right? No, this is normal to me. This is normal to me. I love people because He first loved me. I don't try to love you. I don't force myself to love you. I don't try to be a good person. I don't try hard to to resist sin. I just submit my heart to God. And then guess what? The devil's resisted. We make our Christian walk so much about what we can do for God rather than what he's already done for us. How prideful and arrogant is that? Oh, sorry, I said it. (laughs) Or some of us don't even try. We just like, whatever. Do my thing. God will get me when he gets me. I don't want to be there. I want to be with him. Guess what? I want you to make this clear. Say this with me. Say, Jesus Jesus is not not afraid afraid of my mess. mess. Are you? Say, Jesus Jesus is not not afraid afraid of my sin. Are you? Jesus is not afraid of my depression. Are you? See, Jesus is not afraid of my anxiety. Are you afraid of it? When you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling anxiety, where did Jesus go? So why are you afraid? What's bigger? Then why do we get afraid? I, I, I'm guilty too. Like, I've faced these things. Like, I've, I've experienced real depression before. Like, and I had to pray and pray and pray and worship and pray and worship and pray and worship until it finally snapped off of me. I get it. I get, I get fearful too. But I'm like, Jesus, you better come with me because I'm going to do this. I'm going to go talk to that person about Jesus. I'm going to go, talk, I'm going to go pray for that person to get healed. God, you better be with me. Your word says go. Make disciples. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. That's where I'm going right now. I'm just following what your word says. And if I flop, I flop. But I did it for Jesus and he's with me. 
therefore a success. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, it says, But now, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear. Everybody say, do not fear. Oh, no, come on. Say it like you're angry at fear, like it has no place in your life. Say, do not fear. How about this? Say, I don't. Say, I don't fear. I love this. This is so good. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. See, everybody say, I'm Jesus's. I have nothing to fear. Because Jesus lives in me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so check this out. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, you will not be swept over. When you walk through the fires, you will not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. So what's that saying? It's saying this. When you go through things that are, that are, that are obstacles, whether it's water, whether it's fire, not, not, not actual water and fire. I'm talking about the, the storms of life, the situations we face. When you go through any one of these things, what actually happens is this. is God is saying this. I'm with you. You have nothing to be afraid of. When the disciples were on the boat, what happens? A storm hit. They're like, oh, Jesus, where'd you go? And he's like, Jesus is like, in the boat. Hey, man, you're going through problems, and Jesus is chilling. He's just vibing. He's like, hey, I'm good, bro. Like, this is awesome. He's got his, he's got his AirPods in, just chilling. He's just, he's having a good time. He's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> he's just vibing. He's just having a good time in the, in the bottom of the boat. And we're all like, God, oh, my problems, my issues, my situation, my depression, my fear, my anxiety. And he's like, <sighs> and Jesus gets up and he's like, oh, jeez. <sighs> hey, storm, stop now. How hard was that? <laughs> then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> Right, and so, so, so I'm not saying I'm not trying to, to to minimize your issues or your problems. What I'm saying is this: is that when Jesus is with you, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to be afraid of because He's right there with you. The biggest reason you walk in fear or I walk in fear is because we feel alone. But if you realize that you're not alone, you have nothing to fear because you have the one that conquered fear and death on your side, in your heart, living right next to you, the one that hung on the tree and went to hell and stole back what was taken from us, a relationship with the Father. You have nothing to fear because when He arrives, when your awareness arrives, it's like, whoa. <laughs> You know what scripture I talk about that God makes a table for us in the place of our enemies? Just imagine this. I just heard a pastor talk about this the other day and I thought it was amazing. He said this. Imagine this, that you're surrounded by like the biggest, just imagine like the scariest like moral combat or the scariest movie you could possibly think of, like the biggest, strongest, angriest people and they're all surrounding you. They're all surrounding you and you're like, you have no weapons. You're just standing there. I have nothing. I, I, and these guys are, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's over. I have, not, I, have no, I, have no, I have no way out of this. Completely surrounded. 
tucked in the middle of all these folks, right? And they're scary. They got bigger, longer beards than me. They got bigger muscles than I do, right? They got big old giant swords. They got machine guns. They got hacksaws. They got whatever you want to imagine. They got blow torches. They got bazookas. They got whatever you want to imagine in your mind right now. They got AK-47. I don't care. Whatever it is. Whatever you're imagining in your head right now. They got all this, this armory and they're surrounding you. And Jesus is like this. He grabs a blanket and he walks over. He throws it on the ground and he sits down. He's like, I made a table for you. Come sit with me. And you're like, but Jesus, look at... He's like, come be with me. Come be right next to me. And you're like, but... And he's like, come sit down. Because when you're with him, the enemy has nothing on you. He's destroyed every one of them. He broke every bit of whatever they think they have on you. Whatever sin you've done before, whatever issue you've had in your life, He has destroyed it all. So why don't instead of working towards the victory that, that, God, that God's provided for you through His Son Jesus, why don't you stay in it and work from it? Don't wake up trying to be good. Wake up loving Jesus. Don't wake up trying not to sin. Wake up and be like, I'm in Jesus. He loves me. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. Uh. Sing a little song. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Like, just be happy. You guys know that God's not mad? You know that God's not upset with you? Do you know that he's not out there going like, shame, 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 mm-mm-mm. That's, that's, not, that's not the God I serve. God's like, wow, look at my kids. I see my, my son Jesus. He said he said shed his blood, and I, I just see them in this, this pure light. I just see this in the pure purity of the creation. They may not see it right now, but I see it, and, I, and I'm bringing them towards it. They may have to go through hardships in life to get to it, but instead of, instead of having to go through hardships, just, just get to it. Just get to Jesus. Instead of having to force it, just get to Jesus. So in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23, it says this. On the evening of the, that first day of, of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked, everybody said the doors locked, for the fear of the Jewish leaders, because this, is a, this moment is when Jesus had, was crucified on the cross, and they're all hiding in fear of the Jewish people that crucified, that had Jesus be crucified. They're, they're hiding because they don't want to get hurt themselves, right? So they're hiding in this room, just kind of like this, like this, they're hiding in this room out of fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them. He said, peace be with you. He said, the doors were locked. Say, the doors were locked. Say, the doors were locked. How did Jesus get in? Other translation says that he walked through the wall. I don't know about you. If I was already afraid and someone came walking through a wall, I'd probably lose it. <laughs> I'd be like, whoa! What is that? <laughs> no! What? <laughs> right? And then, and then, then he, he, he walks up to them and he, he says this. He showed him his hands and his side where he was piercing his hands and he was piercing his side when he was on the cross. He showed him his wounds. I had a dream just a few nights ago and it, I was in this room and as I was in this room, I was just praying and just, just talking to God and just trying to get close to God and stuff in this, in this dream. And, and all of a sudden, Jesus came through the wall. 
And he grabbed my hand and, and he, he showed them. And, he, and some of them were doubting that he was even the right person. He was Jesus. And he actually took their hands and he placed their hand in their wounds in, in, this, in this portion of Scripture. And Jesus told me this. He said, give me your hand. I said, okay. So I gave him my hand. And he pressed my hand into his wound. Why? Because in my sufferings, in my hardships, in the things that I face, in the wounds that I, that I, that I go through, Jesus went through wounds so that, I, that when I go through it, I, he, can, he and I can relate on each other because we both have bad battle scars from life. And when you walk with Jesus in this way, what actually happens is you get this closeness of Jesus. You understand me. You've been through it. You were, you were made fun of. You were beaten. You were, you were destroyed. You weren't, the, you weren't the, the, the top dog in class. You weren't the one that everybody liked. You were the one that most people hated. And sometimes I feel like I'm hated. Sometimes I feel like I'm sidelined. Sometimes I feel like I'm broken. Sometimes I feel like I'm always the one that people talk about. Jesus knows that because why? Because he went through it. So he can relate to each one of you on every single level. Every emotional level, every physical level, every level. He's, he's been betrayed. He, he, everything you can possibly think of, Jesus went through it. Why? Why? Because he, God wanted to show you that he was so compassionate on you that he would send his son to die on the cross. Not just to die on the cross, but to go through every situation and circumstance that you would face in this life. He went through loss. He went through people hating him. Everything. Because he wants you guys to know a Savior that's been through the same thing you've been through. Or are going to go through. Or going to face sometime in life. So it says this, He showed them that his hands and his side and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And with the, that breath that he breathed, he, he, they received the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins will be forgiven. If you do not, their sins will not be forgiven. So he's saying this. He breathed the same breath that he breathed into Adam's lungs when he created Adam was, was, re, was reinstated when he breathed into the disciples. The thing that was lost, he paid the price on the cross at this point. And so he reinstated life. He reinstated the Spirit. The Spirit is God's life in us. It's, an, it's, a, it's a tree of life, not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So when we, we walk in God, we walk in the tree of life, not in the tree of, oh God, I'll get it figured out. No, we walk in the tree of God, you got it figured out, I'm just walking in you. I don't have to struggle, I don't have to strive, I just rest in your presence. Why do you want to be in God's presence? Because in His presence is the fullness of joy. <laughs> Come on. It's the fullness of joy. How many of you guys love joy? How many of you guys are emo in here? Oh my God. Life is so miserable. <laughs> Come on. Just, just rest in his presence. See, Jesus walked through the walls to show his disciples. And, he, and he, he showed him his piercings in his hands to prove that his resurrection, that he is a resurrected king. I don't care what walls you put up around your heart, what's, what barriers you put up around your heart. Jesus is willing to walk through every barrier that you put up in your life. And he's willing to walk through those barriers and show you his wounds so you can see that he's a resurrected king. 
He's willing to walk through those barriers in your life, those, those obstacles, the, the, the anger, the hatred, the depression, the fear, the, whatever you face in life. He's willing to walk through whatever wall you put up, the, 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 the rejection, any kind of wall you put up that people make fun of me, they hate me, I'm not good enough, I'm depressed, I'm anxiety. Any one of those walls that you put up and you say, I, just, I can't receive from God. He is willing to walk through any one of those walls and show you the wounds on his hand to say, this is how much I loved you. I went to the cross for you. I was beaten for you because I want you to know that the God of the universe loves you. It has a plan for you and a purpose for you. You don't have to walk in fear or frustration. You can walk in the newness of Jesus. You guys, I promise, I promise you that if you yield your heart to God on a daily basis, He will show Himself so faithful to you. You won't have to struggle. You won't have to strive. You won't have to prove something to somebody. You just yield in the presence of God and watch Him do His amazing work in your heart. And you're not trying to force fruit out in your life, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, goodness, kindness, any one of the fruits of the Spirit. You're not trying to force those things out. They just naturally occur because you're plugged into a source that they come from. It's so much easier that way. Can I have a little song, Tristan? Jesus, I thank you so much for your presence. I thank you for who you are, Lord. Thanks for listening to Christ-Centered Identity. Please share with your friends and have a beautiful day.